my daughter. I was confused, like so many young people today. Amen. And in her confusion, she turned to a deadly and devious group of individuals hell-bent on spreading Satan's message. Ask yourselves, how many more children must die in Satan's name? I just hope we all can work together to figure out a way to end this evil. Once 30, 67. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Or in some cases, we just do it because we feel like we have to and I don't think... I, I think it's a service to mankind sometimes with some of these movies. Yeah, right? yeah. So we watch them, so... So you don't have to. Particularly have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry, what did you say about servicing my mankind? I don't know. <laughs> you just you just stand there and hold it there, Andrew. Mankind, I'm his biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> what was... Ooh, what is that voice, John? Oh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. This is episode 317, and tonight... That's right, I said 317. That's crazy. Tonight we're talking about... We summon the darkness. Um, not like we, the four of us, but that's what the movie's called. Mm. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Often Eats Cookies During Murders, Jimison. That, and I throw half-empty milkshakes at your windshield. Gosh. that Just was for fun. Was that not like the, the most horrific part of the movie, is seeing a wasted milkshake? Yeah. <laughs> Right, I mean, that that's what like you was know. Nice and chunky and oh yeah, good. I was gonna say you know somebody milkshake. was working hard for that one. Yeah, it wasn't just a normal slurp. And then that was like brain sucking slurp. And also, it was the grossest part of the movie because she then licked it. Like that was yeah. gross. Oh, God, it's foul. I don't, we're yeah. post COVID world now. We're we <laughs> I don't do care about like that. that. Like you don't lick stuff that's been thrown on uh, your car. Hey. I cringe when people shake hands in TV and film now. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my wife and I just watched The Amazing Race, and apparently they uh, it's the new season. They they had to come on before the show started and said, "Listen, we we filmed this before all of the the COVID stuff, so you know, don't think we're out here spreading things." Right. And right. of course, you know, you see all the crowds and everything. You're like, "Holy crap!" That just it just doesn't feel comfortable anymore. Yeah, we're just out here spreading STDs, not COVID. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Uh, that other voice is, Stephen, that Jeep is going to need a bath. Honeycut. Yo, yo. Great to be here. Yeah, man. Glad to, glad to have you all the way from California and um, all the other shows that you do, and we'll talk about that in a second. And last, Sam, did Val die? Vector. That's a great question, Sean. And, and we'll find out soon. But just so you know. Yeah. 
if there was one way uh, I was going to kill you in this movie is that I would scare you with an outboard motor mm-hmm. until you, you fell off of a two-story house. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No, not fell. Flung like a Frisbee <laughs> out the two-story. I mean... <laughs> I mean, there was a roof they had to... Did you notice that? There was a roof oh, yeah. that they could have fallen onto. Yeah. So there had to be a projectile. You know, so I, a little I bit... have a... I have a theory for why all that oh. went down, but we're, oh, okay. we're, we'll get to that later, I assume. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that, <laughs> that really dumb part uh, uh. amongst all the other dumb parts. So let's pull up a comfy chair, a really comfy chair, because yeah. we're in for it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This it's is We Summon up, yeah. the Darkness. Uh, gosh, where do we start on this movie? So 2019's We Summon the Darkness. Uh, we put this on the list solely for two reasons. One, because we saw that Alexandra Daddario was in it, and we all kind of have crushes on her. I did, yes. And two, you did? Like, you stopped? I did, not anymore. Really? (laughs) This movie made her less attracted to you? Yes, it absolutely did. Yep. Interesting. I have to agree. The way she acted in this movie, she reminds me way too much of my youngest sister. And just some man- the mannerisms and mm. just some of the stuff, the, the way she acted, this character, if that was acting. I don't, some of it, I don't think it was acting. I think no. it was just her. Your Which... youngest sister stabs people in the neck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was she the one who played um, Alex? Yeah, in, um, yes. Uh, in whatchamacallit, Curse of, not Curse of the Titans. Um, what I'm... movie is that? What? Percy Jackson? Percy Jackson, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Al- Alec- oh, well, I mean, I don't yeah, know Alexis. anything about any Percy Jackson, but I mean, I'm asking about this movie. Alexander oh. Dario is Alex, right? Yeah. Or Alexis. Yeah. 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 Alexis. Yeah. She's yeah. the she lead. Kind of, at times, she reminded me of uh, Kelly from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She kind of does yeah, have that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, uh, but I don't know. Her performance was. Uh, like, well, it started, it got a little uh, out there, <laughs> to say the well, least. It just, I mean, it just didn't feel natural. Or, or we, maybe it was, like, too natural. Yeah, are we diving right into this? Yeah, we'll, we'll so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do our normal, um, I'll kind of do a quick uh, overview, and then we'll hit our five-word reviews, which I, I forgot mm-hmm. to remind you about, Stephen. But, um... Yeah, yeah, no, I'm we just, just holding it right now. We we got to warm it up first. Yeah, <laughs> before you can't just dive right in. That's it's oh, I know. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, massage it a little. Yeah, yeah. I I I'll just say, I'll say this. This is one of those movies that um, if we go on tangents and we talk very little about this movie, I think that's gonna be okay. I'm just gonna. Oh, I no, agree. No, I, I think we need to talk about. It. Well, I know that <laughs> I want to. I There's like, enough in this. I mean, this movie really toyed with my emotions, um, and I'll explain why. But you know, do your overview. I'm chomping at the bit here. I'm ready yeah. to get into it. I'm I'm glad that you are. I, I feel like this is gonna have to be an episode where either one of two things is gonna happen. Either I am just so jaded by my experience with this movie that nothing you say will matter, or you're gonna have to completely turn me around because uh, of the. Hour and thirty minutes that this movie was, I hated an hour and twenty nine minutes of it. I, well, what? 
Uh, well, should we start with what parts did you like about it? The part that I liked, which and it was the only part that made me laugh in the whole movie, was the part we already mentioned was when she flung out the when she was flung out the window like a frisbee. I laughed. So you you hated it from the get go, like before it even went off the rails. Yeah. Like, did you? Why? Well, okay. So we'll we'll let's we'll start. We'll 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 keep going with the normal traditions here. Um, I'll let Sam start off with his five word review, and then we'll get into okay. the stuff that I hated about this thing. But I'll, I I have a very stupid, personal, petty reason why this movie pissed me off to be, at the very beginning. Um. And I fully admi- yeah. admit that to begin with at the start of this. Sam, what you got? All right, so I've got two here. Uh, the first one is who greenlit this steaming pile, <laughs> and then the second one, and this is this is kind of more at the crux of why I didn't like it. Was there even a script? Uh, I think they were going for a natural flow in terms of conversation, yeah, with people talking over each other and and coming up with just quirks and things like that and i don't I, I guess that's just not my style i did not like it at all and the whole movie started out that way right with the girls and they're chattering and when they you know meet the boys in the parking lot there's still that kind of awkward talk between them and it just didn't feel completely natural it it felt like bad um what do you call it uh, uh improv Thank you. Bad yeah, improv. It, it reminded me of like a horror slash or slasher version of Drinking Buddies movie because that movie is 100% ad lib. Yeah. It, and I, I'm guessing that was what they were going for. Yeah. But then it really comes to mind when you start getting into the house and some of the conversations there where they are finally on a script or finally have something to say. And, and then they kind of go back and forth with, with that, that style. And it's just. I did not like this movie, guys. I did not like it from the beginning. And every twist I saw coming, Johnny Knoxville is the worst. Um, yeah. And I, I was sincerely disappointed with Daddario in this movie because I, I admit it, I had a crush on her and I was hoping to see some pretty cool stuff and not, not like nudie stuff, but, you know, it's just good acting and just have another character for me to enjoy her her in and it just completely fell flat for me yeah i i personally yeah. i'm with you totally 100 percent um yep andrew what you got well i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know what i feel exactly <laughs> that's because okay because i don't know how to feel about it uh Here's well, okay. Let me start with my reviews. I have a four-word review and I have a six-word review. I don't have a five-word review, so suck it. Um, <laughs> uh, so my four-word review is uh, borrowed from a, uh, a a good friend of ours, Tony Stark, who says, uh, "Not a great plan. <laughs> this whole thing is just not a great plan." Um, no, not at all. I know you're looking for it. I'll give you time. I am. <laughs> um, but Not anyway, great plan. the six-word review that I have is way out of your league, dudes. So you immediately know that this movie is not going to work and that something is up because these chicks are way out of their league for the guys. Except for the eyebrow I mean, chick. 
Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm glad but, that uh, you mentioned those eyebrows because I found them very distracting. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's like, like the fourth character in the world. Across somebody's face. Yeah. There's like the Wooly Worm Festival on her. I was about forehead. to say winter is coming, you know, from the hands oh. on those uh, <laughs> eyebrows. But anyway. <laughs> She's like the, the opposite of Claire Danes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where they went to. Oh. Uh, there's a there's a callback from like six years ago, five years ago. Uh, Sorry, Andrew, go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, I just there were moments of it that I did kind of enjoy, strangely, but there were moments that I absolutely detested. <laughs> um, and so yeah, like you said about Johnny Knoxville, I, he was awful, not just as the the pastor at the end. But also as the TV pastor personality that we saw on, in the gas station on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's the same person, but he's bad at both of those. Um, the the best actor in the film was the gas station attendant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think you're right. I think you're right. And the I kind of in, maybe the fat guy that got stabbed really early was okay, right? Maybe. Yeah. I, maybe maybe I just feel bad for the poor fat kid. That, that gets stabbed early. I, I thought mm-hmm. the the girl that that was that that had the the crisis of conscience. I thought she was okay, yeah. but you could because mm-hmm. she, she telegraphed her intentions the entire movie. I yeah, mean, right. you knew yeah. from minute four that she was going to be the one that didn't go along, and yeah. and and so I thought she actually, as as acting goes, I thought she was actually pretty good in that in that thing. She did so. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. Personally, I don't have a whole lot of hate. Uh, Dario's performance is kind of terrible. Like my problem yeah. is, is like, I, I, she, she doesn't like go over the top all the time. She just kind of goes over the top some of the time. It just, it felt mm-hmm. like if we're gonna go there, then let's go there, right? Right. Yeah. And the other part is with John, Andrew's point with Johnny Knoxville. If you're gonna have Johnny freaking Knoxville in your movie, let him do Johnny Knoxville things. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise, just get any crazy old white guy to play that part. You know, saying it doesn't yeah. matter. They way overspent on that one character. Yeah. They needed a name though. Uh, you that think so? yeah, I mean, he was the only person that I recognized. I went into this movie uh, completely cold, just because I was commanded by Sean to watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, rather, he gave me a couple to choose from, and that's what I chose because I had watched all the other movies, and I just wanted to watch something new. Um, and yeah, I mean, the moment when I saw him, I was like, that's Johnny Knoxville. And in my mind, that's not a, a name that inspires like, you know, acting, uh, <laughs> ability. Yeah. Um, no. so, you know, it was, a uh, he was in the movie for a total of, uh, six minutes. Like if you add it maybe. all together, maybe yeah. 10. And I think the only reason he was there was so they can put his name, uh, you know, on the red box. So, yeah. Uh, so someone will say, "Hey, I I know that guy," and then you know, check it out, and and they'd be and extremely it. disappointed when they're not being locked in blue houses and and shot out of cannons, and you know, right. And that's the thing you say you say let Johnny Knoxville do Johnny Knoxville things. It's like, what else can he do besides fling his body around and like <laughs> you know, hurt himself? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like that's the point. <laughs> But like he's in he so Johnny Knoxville is in other kind of serious kind of movies like he's in 
walking tall with The Rock. But right. he's still the comic relief in that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a serious movie about kind of serious things, but he can still kind of be this comic relief. So if you're going to yeah. have him be the evil preacher, then let him be a cartoon character of the this weird preacher that we have right now who has to blow the COVID away, whoever that, that crazy guy is. Do a caricature yeah. of that guy, right? Like mm-hmm. be crazy over the top preacher man. Instead, he was just... He was just a guy. And well, he, yeah, he was trying to go for like, I'm sorry, uh, the stoic, creepy preacher, I guess. Like maybe he was trying to his expand his uh, range, quotation marks. Yeah. Well, then hire somebody else. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It should have been yeah. a no, no name. I mean, yeah. why not? Right. Oh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, Steven, did you, did you do a five word? Sure. I just flung one together. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> let, let me make sure I have this right and see. <laughs> kind of like the movie. <laughs> Count the fingers. <laughs> make sure. Yeah. Let's see. You can check the math on that. The ending totally ruined it. Got it. There you go. <laughs> there and you, go. you could add for me, make it a seven, whatever review. Like, okay. So as I said, Sean commanded that I, that I watch this, uh, <laughs> Under penalty of never being back on the show again. So I said, okay, Sean, whatever you want, you're the boss. And, uh, and so I went in. I didn't watch any trailers, didn't know anything about it. And so immediately I start r- rolling my eyes when I see that it's throwback 80s because, like, every horror movie is that now. But I admit it, it really won me over. Um, like, the parts that you were saying that you hated – where they were uh, hanging out and like talking to each other at the metal concert. It's like that felt really realistic to me because I sort of lived that uh, through the 90s. Like when they were talking about Metallica and Jason Newstead, like I was a bass player back in the 90s and the only people to play with were the metalheads. And all I got to hear about was Jason Newstead this and Cliff Burton that. And like, I don't know, it really brought back a bunch of horrible memories <laughs> of, uh, of the 90s, I guess. But at the same time, it felt uh, very authentic. So it was basically just a chance like, to build up the characters. And it actually, for me, it worked. I was like, and of course, uh, much like you were saying, Andrew, or someone, I was just like, yeah, I mean, these girls are up to something. I was like, they're witches. That was like my first guess. Yeah. And, um, and then they, because, I mean, obviously, when the one girl was like, oh, my... I can't remember my favorite, you know, metal concert that I went to. And the other one was like, oh, the Scorpions. It's like, oh, well, obviously they're up to something. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they end up going back to the house and everything is uh, still, you know, pretty good. And then when they unveil like the true intentions, basically the premise of the movie that they're, you know, murdering people just to facilitate the satanic panic so their church can get, you know, more money and more, um, a, a larger congregation, I, I thought that was kind of a genius premise. I was like, that's, you know, that's pretty smart. I kind of wish I would have thought of that. So, <laughs> all right, so then they kill off the big guy, and then it's, things start to kind of fall apart. Like, all right, the one girl... Kind showed, of? Well, all right, <laughs> after, I mean, it's slowly unraveled. I mean, okay, for me, like, I was still on board... I was like, oh, okay, like these girls are going to mess these guys up. Obviously, they're going to have to um, get away. I mean, this is it was interesting to me because it's a thriller masquerading as a horror movie. Um, And it also reminded me of there was a movie in the 90s called like 
Really Pretty Things or something like that with Cameron Diaz. Do you guys remember that movie by any chance? I don't. No. Um, well, it's basically like these guys get together for a bachelor party and they accidentally... Oh, very bad things. Very that's bad it. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And basically, the bodies keep building up. And like that's like a like an old genre of film that you don't see people make anymore. So I was like, okay, this is cool. It's a virtually a one location, you know, sort of murder party uh, kind of thing. But things started to take a turn when like, okay, that one girl shows up with that uh, boat motor. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So has anybody you know, ever had to, to lift one of those, by the way, an outboard motor? <laughs> yes. They was that a full outboard heavy. motor, though? It, was that a what? That looked like a little trolling it was, motor. It was a trolling motor, which would have been a, yeah. it would have been battery operated, not gas. But but you still See, need I, to carry the battery around. Yeah. Right, right. See, I'm I'm willing to suspend my disbelief for that. Like, I think the guy <laughs> who created this movie, he wanted to work up to a huge like bloodbath style like ending, which is why that thing you know, made its way into uh, the, the boat motor made its way into the movie. And so, but then when the ending comes, they either a ran out of money or B the studio intervened. And they were like, <clears throat> we can't have uh, men here like hurting women with boat motors. And <laughs> thing. cause if you notice whenever they had a chance, even when they made their little shivs out of the glass from the wine, like, very little blood was ever spilled. Like they got a little gash here and there. And that led to our very unsatisfying climax. Okay, so big guy's dead. The one dude's other friend is dead. So in any other movie, what's like the logical outcome? This guy is going to get vengeance for his dead friends. But not in this movie. <laughs> Everyone starts getting strangle happy for some reason. Like, <laughs> like what is... And then, and then Johnny Knoxville showing up, giving... The worst performance, like he's, I mean, they're all pretty bad, I think. But this is, and he starts strangling his daughter. Like, and he tr they tried to explain it away. And I just really feel like the ending, either they, A, didn't know how to end it, or B, someone came in and was like, look, we're not having a bloodbath. This is, you got to find a way to kill off that main bad girl, um, Alex, Alexis. But she can't be killed by... A man. It's got to be a, a girl, or, or I don't know, or something. Or on accident, seen... which is what it was. Well, yeah, I guess no, it so... was it was girl. Yeah. That was uh yeah. She eventually ran her over with the car while the dude just sat there watching and not doing anything and never got his revenge. Yeah. Like in, in like only in twenty twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, and yet those two all of a sudden are like best buddies, gonna travel the world now right 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 it just it was a crap and i'll be right with you i i thought it was from crap from the beginning but the ending mm -hmm. was just pure pure crap it yeah was i just... mean like it sounds like you know maybe this wasn't the genre for you know some people <laughs> but uh <laughs> but i mean if, if you know you're gonna make a movie like this you have to at least play rules and like the cliches like within that genre and, like, just the fact that that guy didn't get to get revenge, like, for his dead friends just left the left me feeling hollow and empty inside uh, more than usual. Um, so, 
and then that's when I, I don't know, I was actually angry after that because I was like, man, if even like the horror genre can't like survive, you know, PC intervention, then I mean, then no genre is safe. And it was sad because I really enjoyed it up until that part. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, uh, I don't really disagree with much what you're saying, honestly. I, I, I agree with a lot. The... The idea that, I mean, I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it, but that boy, he kind of is the Indiana Jones this movie. He doesn't really do anything in the movie except nope. live. Survive. Yeah. Right. He, doesn't, right. he doesn't forward the plot. I mean, even his dying friend is the one that, that sort of kind of stabs the girl in the back with the thing, but he stabs her through her leather jacket, and we don't, <laughs> like, she doesn't actually get hurt because he says, oh, uh-huh. it's just a scratch. Yep. And... And there, there, there felt like there was a lot of accidental things happening. Like, like Daddario is a is a like a klutz in this movie because, like, when uh, the the uh. guys burst out of the closet or the pantry, right, and he he sort of yep. stabs the girl in the back. Daddario right. just falls down. She just mm-hmm. falls down, and all of a sudden, because I went back and rewatched the scene, because I looked the next like the next shot is her and she's holding her head, and I thought. No one touched her. Why is she on the ground? And I had to go back. Right. She literally just falls down. So <laughs> that's <yeah>. awful. <laughs> it was really dumb. And okay, so here's my five word, and then we're going to get into the crux that really the, the the thing that set me off. All right. So my first one, I did two. I don't normally do two. I usually just do the one. But this mm-hmm. this movie inspired me to do two. So the first one I wrote was Babysitter is a better movie. Yep. Okay. I, I, I couldn't use the babysitter because you know, six. And then, boring, predictable, waste of time. Yes. Yes. It was. It was. It was predictable. Um, I, to Stephen's point, yes. The the idea of this of the um, satanic panic. You know, the whole in the eighties where Ouija boards were evil and mom and dad didn't understand what metal and rock and roll was. And right. You know, it's like, like we're on the, like, like footloose is like the, the edge of this. And then this is just <laughs> past it. Right. Like dancing is evil, right. but like, and dancing leads to this kind of stuff. Right. And so I, yeah. and I'm looking at the director, Mark Myers, not Mike Myers, but Mark Myers. Um, he looks like he's about our age, so he, or maybe a couple years older than us, like Sam's age. So, uh, like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm not making fun of you this time. So, like, I, I feel I like know, he, like he's probably was old enough that he remembers that kind of that time in the '80s where people were freaked out, like Dungeons and Dragons was the devil, like and stuff like that, right? I'm still mad about that because I never got to play that in the '80s because my parents were one of the the crazed. Christian against <laughs> yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. It's the devil type of people. Had Harry Potter came out when I was younger, I would have never been allowed to watch it. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so. and not to go on too far of a fun tangent, but uh, Stephen will appreciate this. When I was working at Carowinds, any 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 store I can lead back to a theme park, I know he likes. <laughs> um, I, I worked with this girl whose parents, who are friends with friend of, friend of the show, Stuart Wheeler. Um, uh, he knows these people. Her mother would not allow her to watch any Disney movie, any wow, of them. Geez. So wow. while we were in between shows uh, at at the park, we were watching like Snow White and uh, Pocahontas, and because she was not allowed to watch any of these movies because they were all magic and the devil and stuff. 
So wow, yeah. I thought it was yeah. because you know Disney manufactured a lot of their uh, merchandise uh, by Chinese children. But hey, you know, magic, <laughs> the devil, whatever. It's mostly the magic and the devil stuff. I don't oh, think okay. she would have even Goodness known gracious. about the other part. So anyway, so yeah, but I, so the, that that yeah. part was kind of neat. I liked the idea of, oh, okay, it's a, and, and, and this is going to sound super mean and the religious people that listen to the show, they can hate me. But the idea that there's a crazy preacher out there killing people, framing this to whatever to, to enrich his life, that sounds mm-hmm. kind of real. I'm sure. just going to be honest. That oh, sounds, sure. Yeah, it sounds like it could be real. That sounds yeah. kind of... In today's of, world, yes. Yeah. Well, even back then in the 80s. But, I mean, because there was a lot of... You can go back. There's a lot. There's a lot of documentaries about, like, these... You know these uh, shyster uh, preachers coming into town and building these churches, and they you know get a lot of money, and then they just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. You should, of uh, side note: you should check out The Devil All the Time. Like it's an awesome movie on Netflix. That's kind of about that. Oh, interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Robert uh, Robert we... Pattinson and Spider Man and yep. yeah, Spider Man. Oh, okay. It's a great movie. It's dark though. Just. Be prepared for darkness. All right. So, well, you got you already got Batman in it, so that gets through. Right. He's he's vengeance. If his if his movie ever comes out, yeah. Um. So anyway, so so I liked that idea. There, there was something there with that part, but again, it was the it was the execution pun intended of mm-hmm. the three boys because they they've 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 done their trick, right? They've they've captured these three boys. Which, by the way, big boy, I don't know which of those three girls. Got him naked and put him in a chair and dragged his ass up to that house, but it would have taken <laughs> yeah. all three. It's going to take all three, you yeah. know. And I'm just maybe there's a wheelbarrow involved. Uh, yeah, he would have had grass like grass burns. You know, like when you like roll around in the grass and you get like you know, like your skin's all red from the irritation. His back right. would have been torched from them dragging <laughs> him up the street. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> Did that happen to you recently? No, uh, not recently, but. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a redhead kid. I mean, I look at grass and I get itchy. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the so the part that I really started to to lose the movie again. I was I was checked out of the movie early, and I'm going to get to that in just a second because it's super yeah. petty. But the part yeah. where it really checked me out is she's she's the the plan is has unfolded. Right? All she has to do like there's no reason to wake them up, honestly. Right. There's, yeah. there's no reason to. Just if the point is to kill these guys and just, kill them. And just, to, just kill them, right? And then, yeah. and whatever. Now, again. And, and that begs another question. And of course, like, you know, you have to spin your disbelief. But if, yeah, if the point is to kill them, then, oh, yeah, I guess they had to have that decoration up there so they could blame it on the Satans. Okay, never mind. Just edit that part out. I no, know no, you no, do you're... a lot of editing. Yeah, I do so much. No, but no, <laughs> but to your point about because you were on the tr- on a path I thought you were going to, but you veered uh, to the left. My <laughs> the part that I thought you were going to go is how does preacher man explain how this satanic thing happened in his house? Oh, even better. Yeah, you know, unless his the plan was always for his daughter to die, right? Which who it's, does that? You know, well, I think that I just assumed that they were going to say that someone else broke into the house and did that. Okay, so they broke into his house specifically to do the thing. Well, one of his, like, seven or eight houses, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had his rad pad, I think was the phrase that she used. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of plot holes. I mean, the least they could have done was given us a good ending. 
Um, but yes. Right. Yeah. Give it as a good ending. Uh, like, like she starts monologuing, right? Mm-hmm. So she, oh, yeah. She starts the monologue, and I thought, why are you doing this? And she's taunting them, and they're taunting her. And so then she stabs Big Boy because he's got a mouth on him. And right. and then in that moment, you see blonde girl get excited, and you're like, okay, of course she has to be that trope. And then mm-hmm. the other girl, she shies away, and you're like, well, obviously she's going to do something here to to save the day. And you know there was going to they were going to turn on each other and that they were going to kill each other or, or whatever. Right. Like that, that was all very, you know, but typical, very typical, very, you know, we, we've seen this movie before uh, many sure. times, but good gosh, the ending in, <laughs> in the trope. And I wrote down some of these tropes, the trope that she's the, I, I'm not dead yet. Trope. I, oh yeah. How many times did that happen? Though? But I, I'm okay with the trope because, like, Die Hard does it perfect, right? Like, Die Hard right. is the perfect example when the Amish guy comes back out and he's not dead, and then Officer Powell has to shoot him to redeem himself because you know he hadn't held his gun since, or he hadn't fired his his weapon since he shot the kid. So like, mm-hmm. he gets to have that moment, right? Like, it's yeah. a perfect moment. But in this moment. I don't understand that, like, nothing that Dario does in this movie makes sense. None of it. No. None of her decision no. makings make any sense. To, to, to her death, because she just stands in the driveway next to the cop car, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, are you just... Is your plan just to look scary and menacing, and they're just going to go, oh, man, she's got us. We should get out of the Jeep and just... I, I don't... Yeah. What's I, the... I feel like, I don't, like I said... I feel like the filmmaker like gave up like halfway through. Like yeah. he he had this great idea that what started to look like a, maybe like a hangout movie with a great premise, which is probably what he sold like the studio on. And then he was gonna have this great bloodbath ending. But then I guess I mean we'll never know like the true reasons. But yeah, it just like I I remember there was a a scene where I think it was. Alex and the other girl who became good when they were fighting over the um, the boat motor mm-hmm. and oh no and also oh I forgot to point out this part isn't there there's a scene where Johnny Knoxville is strangling her daughter and then the good bad girl saves her didn't that happen yeah did I dream it yeah, yeah that, 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 that makes no sense at all you're saving the murderer yeah. kill them both well why not kill them both yeah. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, she she beats him over the head with the 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 motor, and then you know Alexis goes on this really bad. I mean, it was the worst acting I've seen in a while in a movie, where she's like, "You you're such a lost lamb." I didn't capture in the audio, but I should have. But like, you're <laughs> such a lost soul, and and she's like, "You think we're gonna be friends now or something?" It was so right. weird. And then of course she starts choking her. I mean, you're not wrong. Everyone's got kind of choke happy in this movie. Yeah, uh, in, in a in I, a in a house, it's got a, a pistol, a bunch of knives, and a, an outboard motor. All we can think to do was to choke him out. Except, of course, she uses the lighter to, to to barbecue Val. Oh right, but yeah, yeah, choking is like the least cinematic way, or probably and cheapest way cheapest. to like kill some yeah, yeah to yeah. kill someone on film. And like you know, you can maybe do that one time in a movie. And I think they may have done it three to six times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, you know, those numbers might not be completely authentic, but I mean, there was too much choking is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Well, and you start wondering, kind of to your point, Sean, at what point in this movie did the director 
you know, did he film the first part and then realize, oh crap, this is this is really bad. This is not this is this, not what I wanted to do, and then just give up. I, this is going to sound super cynical, but he he produced he, he directed another movie the same year, 2019. This came out last year, called Human Capital, and that mm-hmm. movie stars. I mean, just looking at the poster, you got you got Liev Shriver, Peter Sarsgaard, Marissa Tomei. Oh wow! Um, and and a bunch of other people, but they all have pictures in their on their IMDb page. So I mean, at least they're they're working actors. Mm-hmm. But it almost, to your point, Stephen, I think it it, it kind of feels like he was like, yeah, this one's not going to be good. I'm going to go d- focus my attention on this other movie with better stars. I I just, it kind of feels that yeah. way. I just, just like if, if you the, know, e- yeah, uh, sorry. No, please. either that or Johnny Knoxville or the Dario said, we don't like the way this is going. Let's do this. And the mm. actors got involved and tried to change stuff. Well, Daddario and, and Knoxville and one of the guys, one of the three boys, they're producers of this movie. Oh, they're, they're, oh there you go. Now, there's like 35 mm. producers of this movie. But they're... But they're I'm <laughs> yeah. serious. So they they piecemealed the, 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 the money together. That, that makes more sense where uh, there's not a, a good direction on it because there's so many hands in the pot. Well, yeah, I, but there's definitely it. production value for this. I mean, it's not like, you know, a couple of friends got together with a, uh, no. you know, a DSLR. Um, yeah. But maybe it would have been better like that. You well, know, maybe, I mean, maybe a low budget looking film. See, and that's the thing. Like, with good sound, with good sound. <laughs> yeah. It still, it still can be badly shot, right? But it has to have good sound. Otherwise, no one. You can fake that cinematography. This premise was wasted on this movie. Uh, I'd like to see somebody else take the premise, or even, I mean, I don't want to use the word remake, but just take the idea of people you know, murdering uh, during the satanic panic in order to get more people into their church. Just take that premise and write a whole new script around it and get a director who's going to stick to his vision and not be pushed around <laughs> by either the studios or the actors. Or the actors, or, yeah. Yeah, or whoever came in and totally ruined this movie. I mean, who knows? It could have just... Maybe they never even had, like, a concrete ending, and they just got there on set, and they were like, okay, what are we going to do, guys? Yeah. Uh, and they sort of threw together that tripping over whatever and falling out a window. I mean, what is this? Looney Tunes? Gosh. I, I, again, I laughed at it because I I wasn't supposed to. I mean, right. She, I, again, guys, if you haven't watched the movie, the it's, it's this classic trope where, uh, our, our hero doesn't actually want to be the responsible for killing anyone. Therefore Mm -hmm. the hero just, accidentally kills the bad people, right? And so in this case, they're just kind of fighting in Daddario, just trips. And when I mean she falls, I mean she was launched out of that window. <laughs> and, like, and had we had that banana peel slip sound? Yeah. You know, I think it would have been... At I'm, times, I wondered, if are they trying to make a comedy... Or are they See, trying to make a serious film? And that's the problem. This movie isn't campy enough to do that. Like that's why I made right. the joke about the babysitter is a better movie. The babysitter is true camp. Like mm-hmm. Mick G, oh, who, yeah. who's a good director, said, This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a campy, kind of eighties throwback horror film and be ridiculous and over the top and it has like uh, you know, all of the tropes that you need in that, and that's what makes that movie fun. 
I and, feel like that this was in the middle. It was a dark comedy, and it wasn't until the end till it became. I mean, I don't even. You can't even use the word camp at that part because the yeah. movie is almost over. Like, I mean, if you can't stick your landing, then I mean, your pot, your movie just becomes a p- steaming pile of excrement. Like, yeah. You know. Well, it's 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 a waste because because there's nothing funny in the beginning. The, this movie no. is, does this thing that that we 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 made reference before to the Hopping Man, Stephen. I, th- I think you're aware of our uh, mm-hmm. our movie reference to Hopping Man. This and we've said this before. Sometimes a, a character can be a Hopping Man. Sometimes it's a prop. In this case, it was a bit. <laughs> the, they uh-huh. they set up this bit that the blonde girl has to pee all the time, but then there's no right. payoff to that. There yeah. was never a payoff. Oh, wow. I, I was, I, yeah. I expected, I honestly expected the P to be the reason why she dies. Yeah, right. I, I mean, again, like maybe in an earlier draft of the script, like that was the case. But then someone, again, I, I just assume someone in the, in the studio was like, look, we can't kill a woman on the toilet. I mean, yeah. that's just, it's 2020. Come on, get woke. I just, I, I, I think <laughs> it had she peed in the floor and slipped on it and then fell on something and stabbed yeah. herself in the neck. Bro, I'm ripping there you that go. head off. And that's I'm what I... Still using that. And I honestly <laughs> thought that that was what was going to happen. Like, they stabbed the first guy because she does go to pee and like her and Daddario are having the conversation in the toilet. So then they go back out and then, like, like she shoots the cop point blank, which is pretty... Honestly, it's kind of the, the, the worst death of the movie. Um, I guess it's the quickest, but anyway. Right. Um, I kind of expected her to be like, "Oh crap, I got to pee again," and then like she she can't make it because the outboard motor shows up, and so she yeah pees on the floor or something. She, like she piddles on the carpet, and then that's her undoing. Is like she slips on her pee and falls on the on the outboard motor and chops her face off or something. Like right. there was no well, payoff for that bit, which was really dumb. I just it, right. I mean, this movie is full of setups with no payoffs. Uh, yep. I mean, you just mentioned the outboard motor. I mean, which was used as a club basically yeah. like it, it cut somebody very delicately once on the leg and then that's yeah. it in like, all fairness the fan blade was like one of those traveling fans that you hold yeah. in front of your face at the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean see that would have been hilarious watching some that like a traveling fan blade cut into somebody's <laughs> flesh and there's just pools of blood like squirting everywhere like maybe maybe this was this guy's like first film or maybe second it's maybe not. first studio it's, that's the problem it's not no that's the problem like this guy has made movies i mean i don't know any of them but he's made movies <laughs> before name off some of the titles i'm curious so he did his first uh directorial film was in um uh, 2006 it was his first feature was in 2006 called approaching union square uh, never heard of it. Yeah, based on the stage monologues approaching Union Square, it's a collage of 11 tales capturing 30-something New Yorkers struggling to find love and connection in the big city. All right, so, <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, you're <laughs> yawning by my uh, my read. Uh, then he did something called My Friend Dahmer. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've actually heard of that. Uh, a young Jeffrey Dahmer struggles to belong in high school. <laughs> that sounds like trash. A uh, bunch of people have never heard of her in it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he does this movie, We Summon the Darkness, and then he did Human Capital right after that, and then something he just finished called All My Life. So, 
again, he's not uh, prolific, but he has done film before. Right. So, I, I'm uh, guessing studio intervention ruined this one. That's just my guess. I, I don't know. It, it could be that, or it could be he just doesn't know, like you said, how to stick the landing. Like he's got a great idea. Like Sam and I have had several conversations about the uh, the Hunger Games trilogy, and that the first mm-hmm. two and a half books, first two books are, and a half are really good. But she didn't know how to end her trilogy because oh, she ah. was she was stuck in a three book trilogy contract. And so it's like I have this really great idea, but I don't know how to end it. And, and I and think that's kind of and and it it also with the new book she put out, it it shows she's good at what, when she has a good story to tell yeah the uh the the ballad of snakes and whatever it is um wow, it's a really I'd, good book i'd never peg you guys for hunger games fans and not that there's anything wrong with that well, well it was they, they, it was filmed near here well the first one was yeah um, it was literally yeah. filmed within two miles of my old house yeah. so. oh i i mean i i thought you read like we're talking about the books too yes oh but, no uh, i yeah, enjoyed the I books mean, the movie, yeah. movies are okay yeah. I don't like well, yeah, we don't read. I <laughs> I honestly read the books because Actually, of the movie. So like once I and my uh, people that listen to the show have heard this story before. I was called to be the boom operator for that movie, but I didn't know it was that movie yet. They when they called. Oh man. Um, you should have told me that on the podcast when I interviewed you. Uh, <laughs> well, we can just use it for this one. Sure. Um, but I was I was going to be the boom operator, but I would have lost my job at Carowinds. Uh, so I I couldn't I couldn't take off six weeks during Scarewinds to shoot the film. And then literally like two days later, Sam calls me and goes, hey, they're filming Hunger Games here. I'm like, son of a... So, um, but literally, so then that was when I was like, oh, hey, I want to read these books because I'm interested now. Cause so, so I read the books and their books are good. They're, it's an interesting mm-hmm. concept. Um, you were like, thanks, Carowinds. You blew my big chance. I could have met Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> we could have been could pals. Have into her. Yeah. Could have had a career as a boom operator in hey. Hollywood. Hey, well, at least at least North Carolina. I mean, they did film Iron Man three here too, and I called every contact I still had in Wilmington to try to get on the set of Iron Man three. <laughs> and well, I mean, you must have you. A lot of people must know you because, as I've said before, you're like my number three most listened to episode. But anyway, <laughs> we're here to talk about movies, not podcasts. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're gonna. I know people are waiting on bated breath. What is the thing that ticked me off so much at the beginning of the movie that that ruined it for me? And I told you it's stupid, and I told you it was petty. But can, can we guess? If you want to, is it has to do with the music? No, no, no. The music. There wasn't, I didn't, there no. wasn't a record skipping, was it? Or when mm. when they turn on a microphone and it goes. No, there was no feedback in the on the mic, which okay. does piss me um, off in movies. It was when they started talking about. Cliff Burton and Jason Newstead. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I knew that that was for me. Yeah, I was like, I honestly don't know who those people are, but they're bass players, man. Come on. Yeah, was I, it the Jeep was in the wrong gear? Yes, ah. yes, <laughs> that is one hundred percent like a nineteen ninety nine two thousand Jeep Cherokee because I owned one. <laughs> yeah, it would be something like that. I've court, yeah. but like I, I'm sitting here. As soon See, as the Jeep know, showed Jeep up, guys, Jeep guys know that. Though. We do know oh. these things because yeah. we're all lunatics, yeah. and we are. We it, we we are kind of our own cult of Jeeps because Sam owned a Jeep. Yeah. Sam literally called me up one day in college, and he said, "I got some money. I need a new vehicle. My truck died. Should I buy this or a Jeep?" And I said, "You have to buy a Jeep for these reasons." <laughs> and you bought the Jeep, and you loved it. 
I and loved my Jeep. Since then, you look at Jeeps as they are the only true SUV on the road, and all other cars are imitators of Jeeps. That's how and we think. Absolutely. It's yeah, truly yeah. how we think. So as soon as I saw the Jeep, I'm like... <laughs> Talking about cults. Oh, I know. Fully, <laughs> fully admit it. Fully admit oh, it. I love it. I love it. I, I have a Jeep still. I, I have a Jeep now. I drive a yeah. Jeep every day. So as soon as I saw that Jeep, I'm like, hey, that's my 2000 Cherokee. And then it's like, wait a second. Illinois, 1988. I'm like, that's not freaking uh, close. And going back in time. You oh, know, I think I drove a 2000 Jeep Cherokee for a while. Oh, it belonged God. to my parents, but I did drive it. So. Yeah. And you know it, you? everything about that thing. And you know the fact that, that that cassette player that they had, that was that would have been factory for like 96, <gasps> 97. I did, the, actually, now that yeah. you mention it, yeah, when they showed the cassette player, I was like, that seems a little modern. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I mean, in 88, they obviously had cassette players, but that LED right. readout mm-hmm. with the button put panel. Yeah. There's and that camera guy did a pretty good job of hiding the fact that you could see the cruise control on the steering wheel. <laughs> I mean, I know cruise control existed in '88, but not in those Jeeps. So I just I'm telling John, you, man, I know it's so petty, but as soon John as it's Allred is the Stanley Kubrick of Jeeps. <laughs> it pissed me off so, so much. Was, I'm like, what was the director trying to tell us with a 2000 Jeep and, and, in a yeah. 1980s movie? And you know, I mean, got to be a reason, right? But here's it's the stupid a fine thing. Vehicle, but it's a gas guzzler anyway. But the oh, stupid thing that, is, every other car was fairly time period accurate. Like the dad that's looking van, at Val, yeah. you know, it's got the gas cap that goes behind the, the the license plate. Like that looked like an old late 70s car. The police like, car was was good. Yeah, like yeah, that definitely looked yeah. like an '80s Chevrolet, whatever garbage thing that they always crashed in the <laughs> '80s. I mean, <laughs> like, so yeah. that's funny. The 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 Jeep bothered you. It really did. <laughs> but, but the the one thing that the the part where I almost turned off the movie, yeah, was was where uh, Wooly Worm eyes. Almost gets well. She gets her hair caught on fire. Yeah. Oh, this with the bad CG. The, the worst CG. I've seen better CGI in like student-made films at my high school. Yeah, yeah. it's sad yeah, about so that bad. too because like I was praising it because it was up until that most of the effects were practical. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I, honestly, it didn't even look. It was so bad that it didn't even look like CGI. It almost looked like. Something that they would have done in an '80s film. Tron, well, I was gonna say maybe they're Tron, playing, paying, yeah. paying homage to the '80s with the painted-on, um, you know, cell, cell paintings. And that's so funny because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, Same. back in the '80s when they would literally like, like, like Star Wars. I mean, that's just them. Star like, Wars. And it's like them painting on the on the yeah. film. I mean, that's all that is. It's like it's not like they're doing anything special, but like. And it's so funny. I didn't even give that fire bit a second thought. All I could think of is like, <laughs> did they not teach stop, drop, and roll in the eighties? I oh, I remember it quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, absolutely. No, and I know that there's a the because we see her earlier putting hair more hairspray in her hair. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I kind of would have liked to see that bit a second time, so that when her hair goes up instantly, like dry kindling, then that kind of again, there's your payoff. But yeah. But then, she, again, so if if it it's were so horror, bad. if it were horror funny, horror comedy, then while her hair is on fire, it would have showed her peeing herself or something like that. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> or like, you That's know, like follow trauma the... level right there. <laughs> oh, God, trauma. We've done a trauma movie for this podcast. Yeah. And sure w- which one? We did... Um, Oh, the one in the restaurant, wasn't it? The yeah. Poultry guys. Poultry guys, oh, yeah. Poultry guys. Yeah, I've, I've met Lloyd Kaufman at conventions uh, quite a few times. Oh, that's He's cool. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, wow. We mm. we didn't really know what we were getting into with that movie because I didn't really know what trauma was at the time. Mm. It We didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember... Well, I mean, it had a good soundtrack. I remember yeah. really hating what it. They at, least, they at least made it a musical. So I'm gonna give them there. So you guys have never watched the Toxic Avenger? Uh, no. I I saw that when I was probably in middle school. Right, because it why. was a unrated video, so you could be like, "Look, mom, can I rent this? Is it rated yeah. R? No, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's how I saw it." <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um... Now do it. That's Diddy, like the country. Um. There you go. <laughs> That's a clip from Poultry Guys. That was the shortest one I had. For some reason, I have a lot of. I have, I have three clips in this that are forty seconds long. What was I doing? Gosh. Anyway, sorry. Uh, there you go, Poultry Guys. Uh, I do have some clips for this movie. I, I think we're at that point where I'm ready to play some uh, because I think I need to. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm looking back at my notes. Is there anything else I need to say? Never waste a milkshake. Um, the I don't. My notes. Uh, I don't get the gag about the pee. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fly out the window. So stupid. Oh, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, one thing that um definitely helped me at the beginning of the film before I was you know devastated at the end was the fact that Jolt Cola yeah. made not one but two cameos in this film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do remember and, Jolt. Uh, I love some Jolt. Yeah. Made it, even it, when I was drinking that stuff at 16, it made my heart feel like it was going to explode. Um, I, I'm <laughs> going to called love, Sean. I, love for Jolt. I did have a weird fondness of it. We couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't find it in stores where I where I lived here um, in High Point. Uh-huh. Like you couldn't find it. So the only place I could find it is I would have to drive to the local college campus and buy it from their their like C store because oh, that's that's, uh, that's the only. So I would, Sam, I would literally drive from High Point to UNCG to buy Jolt Cola because it was the only place that had it. Like, Chris and I would do that. I mean, then Surge came out, so we kind of, we were good. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know why Jolt Cola isn't bigger than it is because now, you know, there's energy drinks aplenty and coffee and stuff. Like, I don't even know if it exists anymore. I don't know either. I know you can buy Surge, but you have to like buy it like through Amazon or something. Right. Yep. My friend got some. It was uh, oh, it tasted like the '90s. It does. Like I feel like I need to pull out my ska and eat eat some pizza and play PlayStation. Oh 1. yeah, some uh, Aquabats. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It, it always looked like somebody had just carbonated uh, antifreeze. It's kind of what it tastes like too. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, the tropes, I, I, normally I write down some tropes, but oh my gosh, this movie was full of them. Like, what is this sus- substance? I must taste it trope. Uh, the Everyone in the 80s did coke. We didn't even mention the fact that she stabs her mother, her stepmom. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that, that, uh, well, remember, it's not her fault. She's brainwashed by her dad. Yeah. Whatever. The, so I, I, I like this trope called the Popeye trope. 
you know, it's usually what happens is in the movie is like the the, the hero's getting beat, and then the bad mm-hmm. guy usually taunts them. Oh, I can't wait to do the bad thing to your girl, and then all of a sudden the strength comes in, and then they have the Popeye moment. Where in this right. case, Mullet Man is upstairs being choked out by by somebody, and then the lights come on, and then he has the strength to to flip the tables or something. <laughs> I, I thought, what a weird thing. To, like, it's not like she got distracted. It's not like the lights right. came on and she went, huh? And then yeah. he gets the upper hand. It just, the lights came on and then he gained strength. It was very weird. Yeah. Um, the not dead yet trope. And the boss is so evil, he's willing to kill his own men, or in this case, daughter. God, so, yeah. That was so lame. That That was when the... Well, for me, that's when the movie truly was has blown off the rails and I had given up. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I got a few clips. Not a lot. There's not a lot of anything worth playing. So here's here's Daddario talking about something that, again, I thought there was going to be a payoff for, but I guess there was, but maybe not. I don't know. Hold on. You're telling me that Bop is saying that makeup is like war paint for sex. Yeah, that's the whole point of makeup. It's like ridiculous. There you go. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, like they they did foreshadow pretty heavy that she's not one of the metal people, right? She she right. wants to listen to the yeah. news about the murders. Oh, that's another thing that I hate in movies. Not just this movie, but I hate in movies. And I've talked about it before. Uh, I kind of call it the Hans trope from mm-hmm. from from Frozen. And that's when characters in movie act for the camera outside of their character. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that, yeah. too. So the three of them know they're going to this concert to pick up three dudes to murder. They know that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when they're listening to the news report, she's like, I want to listen to this. And the other one's like, no, 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 I don't want to. She's like, okay, just fine, whatever. I thought, no, you... That's not. You would how, be interested in. You it. would be interested to know what's going on, or like what the other, you know. Um, yeah, they. I imagine that they would be sitting there. Uh, maybe not all three of them, but they'd be sitting there quiet or talking about the plan. But taking notes. Yeah, yeah, but because you know this is a movie, and they want to make it a surprise in the middle, they just act like regular girls going to a concert. Yeah, I just. I, I, I kind of get a little bit doing that part. Like we we need to have yeah. the surprise, but it still mm-hmm. feels disingenuous when, when you're, you're making them act like they wouldn't act in that moment because of who right. they are. That's I hate right. that. So to 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 my point, the Hans Can, from yeah, go ahead. Well, no, go ahead. Finish your. Oh, I was just oh. saying the reason why I called the Hans thing is because like in Frozen One when Hans gets knocked into the water after he realizes that this is the girl that he's going to use to get into the castle, he smiles. He has this loving smile on his face like, oh, she's the one I'm in love with. Not, It's not a sinister smile. It would be a sinister right. smile. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. this is my way in, you know, so. Sorry, I'm not allowed to watch Disney movies. Uh, too much devil stuff. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, there is, there is. I got Andrew. I'm going to get there just real quick. The how it should have ended for Frozen Two is brilliant. I actually like Frozen oh, Two, yes. but the fact that she shows up and she's like, "I'm the fifth element," and, and her mom shows up and goes, "No, you're not. You're just another form of water. Your sister is the one that's all about the heart. She's the fifth element." <laughs> it just cracks me up. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> what are you going to say, Andrew? Well, I was going to say, is the, is there a reason that you think this film was made or was set in the 80s? Yeah, it's it's the, oh, yeah, it's the, the, the satanic devil, panic. Because yeah. yeah, of the, the satanic, satanic panic. panic. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, this movie doesn't work I mean, in 2020. Does it not? No, no. because I mean, cell phones are a thing. Have you know? cults and I mean, the not only thing like that I as I was watching it, as I was watching it, I did think about the fact that we're setting it here because cell phones are not here to save the day, mm-hmm. um, and there's technology that we have today that if they, these characters had it, situations that they were in wouldn't have happened. Right. I, I, I look at it for the the story they were trying to tell about the you know the cult and the satanic thing and like we're gonna listen to the preacher man. That fits the eighties better than now. Now if you want to do that kind of story in twenty twenty, it would have to be a different kind of cult, right? It can't be the satanic yeah. cult because Frankly, in 2020, we don't care about those people because they're Maybe isolationists anyway. No, they're they're, they're and, over there. Who cares about and, them? It would yeah, be me- metal isn't popular like it was back then. Yeah, like, just like you look at a metalhead and be like, "Hey, what's up? Like, you want to go? Yeah. Right? Want to go to Hot Topic? Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah, and and let's go to Spencer's and make fun of those people. Like, I think it like you did it today. It would be like crazy militia guy, right? Yeah, or back something. Then, like metal that. and punk well, was dangerous. Yeah, because it was we didn't know what it was, or they didn't know what it was. You know, it was like, it's like like com, like computer hacker movies in the '90s. No one knows what computers can do. Oh, so, those are hilarious! Yeah. I so love it. we have movies like Swordfish, where he has floating. Which is three. amazing. It's the <laughs> most <laughs> amazing hacker uh, screenshots of all time. Uh, triple, uh, fe- triple feature. Intuitive. You got your Swordfish. Hackers and the Lawnmower Man. That's what you gotta watch. Yeah, there you go. I always point yeah, to I always point to Sneakers as the one movie in that era that did it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is labeled "Relax." I don't remember why, but relax. Famed televangelist Pastor John Henry Butler denounced the murders today on his nationally syndicated just program. Listen, just I relax, you, be cool. I don't. Let's change it. I don't want to listen to this. Don't relax. There you go. That's what that's what prompted that whole tirade. Yeah. Was me remembering. But why wouldn't she want to listen to the? Wait, was that a? I forgot. Was that a newscast or was that the pastor talking? That was just, a, was newscast. Yeah, was oh, just okay. a newscast. Okay, on the radio. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're done with the and movie th- anyway. <laughs> that that brings me back to what Sam said at the very beginning. The dialogue there seems improv. All of it does. Yeah. 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 Just at just the start bad. of the scene. If it is written, it's bad writing. I think it's just simply at the start of the scene, we need to get from here to here and just yeah. say whatever you guys want to say. We just, as long as we establish in this moment that this is the thing, and then by the end, we've established this thing. I think it's right. the rest is. Uh, these are out of order. Um, I had to capture this because of what they said. We're staying at my dad's house. It's like 30 minutes from here. We have booze, we have a great sound system, we have Nintendo, Very so we have everything. I'm Metroid, like a mofo, so I'm great. in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a guy that says that's not getting laid. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, they didn't. They yeah. ended up dead, unless they were mullet guy. It just seemed weird that she would say Nintendo when that, hey, that was she... not even close to being a thing that would, it would happen. You know, like I would have been kind of weirded out if, like, the next scene is them there playing Mario. It just would have felt so weird. 
Yeah, well, yeah, back then because people considered video games for kids. So yeah, you're you're definitely yeah, or you, right. Or you would go to the arcade. Those yeah. those yeah. aged kids would go to the arcade. They wouldn't have Nintendo. Yeah, arcade. Now you're talking. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely had to capture this. You go MacGyver or something? <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, but yeah. you can't, you can't make something in a movie or TV show without referencing MacGyver. Yeah, wasn't wasn't quite quite close to uh, a team, but yeah, a little MacGyver bit. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> by the way, Metroid wasn't released until August sixth of nineteen eighty six. Nice. Well, mm. this movie was in eighty eight, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that 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 part's fine. I'm okay with the Nintendo reference. Just not the Jeep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a, give me a '79 Wagoneer. Fine. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So I've mentioned multiple times. We've all mentioned multiple times this stupid thing where she flings herself out the window. Well, here is that scream. Uh, no, no, she didn't flame. She tripped. She was flown out of that. I mean, she was like a t shirt cannon. It's a t shirt cannon. Here you go. Here's the crazy thing, right? The iTunes says that's only three seconds. That is the longest three seconds of your life, okay? Because. It, I don't like if I jumped. I'm on the second story right now in my house. If I jumped out, I feel like it wouldn't take me three seconds to hit the ground. Mm-mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that is a long time to scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've given up on logic and reality at that oh, point. When yeah. you when you trip and are launched out of a window, like the rules of like reality are done at that point. I, again, I don't. If you haven't watched this, don't. But like my point is, like it, again, we've mentioned this. It's not just that she was thrown from the window. She went out. She's probably twenty feet away from the house. Okay. She yeah. cleared. Right. She All cleared right. a covered porch and then landed on the sidewalk. Okay. I just looked it up. There's actually a free fall calculator online that you can look up to see how long it would take to hit the ground. Okay. I guessed the second story window is probably 15 feet-ish. Usually stories are 10, right? So so we said 15 because it's not the... I'm giving a little further, and it's 0.96 seconds. Yeah. So you hit the ground. (laughs) 0.96 seconds. But you have to calculate more than 15, right? Because she flew out a good 10 feet away from the house. So maybe you calculate 25 feet of falling. Okay, so at 25 feet, it's 1.1 yeah, seconds. Not. <laughs> I didn't okay, want to. Well, I didn't well, want to. Uh, okay, so the time of fall, for three seconds, she would be falling from a height of 159 feet. Jeez. Okay. So she's still screaming when she hits the ground in, in that case. Yeah. Right? She's yeah. got a full two seconds of screaming when she's on the ground. Yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. I, um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't capture the, the impact because it didn't have a good sound to it. Uh-uh. Um, but now I'm kind of interested. I want to see what this sounds like. Give me just a second. All right. Let's see what this sounds like. <laughs> oh, I didn't play it. Hold on. Sorry. Give me a second. Uh, all right, now here we go. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay. All right. I had to do that. Uh, that's what happens when um, that's from Waterboy, the baseball to the to Colonel Sanders head. Uh, let's play this last clip so we can go home. All right, uh, last clip is the the name of the movie. Authorities are still on the lookout for the culprits responsible for this slew of murders. A satanic cult that call themselves We Summon the Darkness. There you go. That's a oh. terrible name for a cult, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention earlier, like when you played the trailer, that was like the first time I heard it. And man, they were really trying to drive in the 80s like throwback, like playing all the that Beetlejuice theme and all those other like, oh, uh, yeah, what else did they and they and the thing that I actually liked that they didn't do is, you know, movies today tend to have a very synth heavy sort of John Carpenter esque throwback soundtrack Mm. i'm kind of glad that they didn't do that for once but i mean ah, of course you know when your ending sucks it doesn't matter what you do at that point like well the the composer for this film is a dude that's done work um his name is tim williams i have no idea if he's related to the great john but um i doubt that he is he's from surrey it's his nephew well he's from surrey england but he's done a bunch of work now most of the stuff that he's done is not as the composer but like as um editor arranger yeah arranger or Mm -hmm. conductor right so like he he was the conductor and the orchestrator for fast and furious hobbs and shaw or he was the conductor for it chapter two um or the Mm. conductor for christopher robin well, I mean, yeah, there's so nothing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the soundtrack, like as it is. Um, no, there's not. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. It didn't distract me. I didn't. I right. didn't notice it at all. Honestly, I didn't right, notice right, it. So, right, right. It was fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. No, that my intro for Halloween. I always do my some of my favorite Halloween movies. So you got your your Beetlejuice, Army of Darkness, The Exorcist, and Halloween are my, and then Jaws. And then, oh, gotcha. And, yeah, and then that last little bit there is actually from, it's a Tim Burton movie, or not Tim Burton, it's Danny Elfman scored it, but it's from Scrooge. It's actually a Christmas movie, but I love the sound of it for, for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we do trivia, we're going to change it up just a little bit, and I'm going to, basically, we're going to do kind of a, basically a promotion for, for you, Stephen. So, Stephen, tell uh-huh. us what you're working on, and you have sent me a clip for a, uh, like a trailer that you're doing for, for something. So, tell us about it real quick. Thanks, Sean. Yes, it is called uh, Ray Can't Sleep. It is an audio drama podcast or Ooh. fiction podcast or scripted. I don't know. People can't seem to uh, decide on what they want to call them these days, but uh, it's, yeah, it's fiction. Um, It's about a guy uh, named Ray, a struggling musician who realizes that he hasn't slept in an entire month. And basically his quest for answers uh, takes him to the underbelly of Hollywood. Um, So uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically all you need to know. And what you're going to listen to is the, uh, the trailer, it'll be, uh, you can download the trailer and subscribe now at raycantsleep.com. And the first episode will be available on October 29th. Very cool. How many episodes are you going to do? Ten. Ten episode season? Very cool. Yep. All right. So, so Stephen, can I give you an idea? Sure. I, I want to pitch this to you. Mm-hmm. And it, I want you to run with it. I want you to 
to to do it uh, after you're finished with this one, and mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be successful. Uh, I, I have this this idea for a, a show called Republicrat, mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's about these two guys that meet and and really just hit it off big time, and mm -hmm. then suddenly one realizes that, oh my God, he's a Republican, or <laughs> oh my God, he's a Democrat. And they end up becoming really good friends, but they hate each other at the same time. It's a modern-day odd couple, gotcha. but it's all based on politics. Yeah. So you can have that idea. It's yours. <laughs> Run with it. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> that would be kind of fun as an audio drama, like an audio comedy. You know, saying like instead of doing a TV show, it would be kind of fun to do that as an audio. I like that idea. Okay. So oh, here... wait. I, I forgot to mention, it's like a mix between They Live and Eyes Wide Shut, if you're looking at movies oh, cool. to compare it to. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So there's people that are dead when you put the sunglasses on that are having sex with each other. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what it is? Okay. Uh, just play the clip. Here's the clip. My name is Ray, and I can't sleep. What happens when you I feel like I'm dreaming, but I'm awake, and I can't move. I think you were sleepwalking. You emptied your pockets, sat back down, and went back to sleep. There were some rough-looking characters on the bus, so I grabbed your stuff and sat next to you so no one would try anything. So you saw someone who needed help, and you helped them? That is the most un-LA thing I've ever heard. I've gone over the audio, and I think I found something. Something good? That's the guy. What they've been talking about. Are you sure? Let's get them. Do you think it's aliens? It's odd, but I don't think it's anything that crazy. Are you sure? Or maybe you're just being closed-minded. I just don't know who to trust anymore. When there's nothing left to believe in, believe in sense, 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 sense. It's Ray Hansen coming this October to wherever you get podcasts. Stay Nice. Please tell me you get the Wilhelm scream in there somewhere. Uh, at, at this point, no. I oh. guess I could throw it in there. I don't. Everyone God, knows it now. Yeah. Everyone knows it now, so it's like not a surprise anymore. Yeah. Shoot. No, that that sounds pretty cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed. A great three second scream you could use if you need one. <laughs> yeah. <Are> you, <laughs> should I take my headphones off first before you uh, demonstrate it? No. Well, yeah. Here you go. Oh wait, you're talking about the girl. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. In case you need that. Um, I was the joke I was gonna make is I'm really impressed that you can make your voice sound like a woman. That's really cool. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that is a trained actress who allowed me to record her. Thank you very much. That's nice. very cool. That's yeah. very. Did you cool. let her out of the hole in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> after you will, you will record for me, or else you get the hose again. After the premiere. Oh, after okay. She, there you okay. Go. All right, so let's um, hit, hit us with that website one more time, Stephen. Yeah, yeah it's uh, raycantsleep.com, but, I mean, wherever you, like, whatever you use to download podcasts, it should already be there. Cool. Yeah. All right, Ray Can't Sleep. I like it, just like Sam Thanks. right now. Here we go. I know. I never sleep. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Fortunately, there's not a whole lot of trivia about this movie because no one cares. So, uh, this. <laughs> how did you? Let me. How did you find out about this movie, Sam? Did did I? No, yeah. I, <laughs> yes. I? You picked all of our movies oh, for man. Halloween this year. So. And did you pick it because uh, of that young actress? Yes, I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We um. 
<laughs> I think simply I paid, it was like I paid we were for my perversions. We, <laughs> I feel, yeah, we, we were down with you. We, yeah, yeah, we were just doing searches for it, uh, for like Halloween movies, and we couldn't think of because originally the movie that was going to go in this slot, I don't remember what it was, but it was another very kind of heavy. Because last week we did Gerald's Game, and the next week we're doing great Mid- movie. Yeah, and the next week yeah, we're doing yeah, um, surprising uh, Midsommar, so or summer great or whatever. Movie. Uh, which we haven't seen yet, uh, obviously. But so we wanted something, and then the last movie is Train to Busan, and so that's also kind of heavy. So we thought we right. need something dumb and campy in the middle to kind of break it up, and we thought that that was this, and we were wrong. <laughs> Get Steve Honeycutt on the phone, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I'm okay with being that guy. Well, I mean, no. I don't want you to be like typecasted because you know, like you look at the last two movies you've done, Velocipaster right. and The Fuzz. <laughs> it's like, hmm. We we need to get Stephen on on a good movie, you know. On a like, good movie, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. there's plenty of time for that in the future. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I mean, and we had a streak of about six movies in a row that were all kind of really good, and mm-hmm. and this is kind yep. of, I mean, this has shattered that streak, I think. Um, oh gosh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <gonna> be here, because <laughs> uh, there have been some other movies that were kind of bad. I mean, I know Sam's gonna make the noise, but like, like I think back to when we did Red Tails. Mm, I've never even seen that one. It it was not a good movie, but because of what it should have been, right? It just right. it just completely bombed on the expectations. Uh, sorry mm, for the pun, yeah. but this movie is just bad. So yeah. anyway, uh, trivia: the scene at the fire pit was originally scripted to take place in the living room of the house. This was changed when they discovered the fire pit at the filming location. Whoa! Now that's that's an amazing. What that tells me right is that the location scout is bad at their job. Yeah, because that's <laughs> something that they should have told the the director. Um, so where are we going to film today, Mister Location Scout? Well, I found this house. It's very big. It's going to do all the stuff we needed to do, and there's a fire pit outside. Great. Well, we don't need to use it. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems so dumb. And the only other one I wrote because or captured that I thought was interesting was the stunt woman who goes out the second story window was paid a thousand times each time she did it. She only did it twice. Wow, two thousand dollars, sweet dollars. I'm not going to do the scream again for three seconds. <laughs> I wasn't going to do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> All right, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. So this movie Good. features a big I've been cult. Holding it for. Sorry. <laughs> been waiting, you've been waiting an hour to play, replay that joke. Um, uh, this movie features a cult, and so we're going to do movies, uh, cults in movies. Uh, yep. Andrew, you, you bat off first. Okay. I'm going to start off with a film called Get Duked. And it is oh. a, an, an Amazon original, and it would have been far better than this one uh, <laughs> because it is actually campy. Um, it's a terrible movie, but it's about three British guys that uh, are on this uh, wilderness excursion. I forget what they call it, but it ends up that they're being hunted by these, uh, basically, the, the British cult, and they're just hunting them for sport. Mm. And so it's uh, it's pretty fun. It has Eddie Izzard and... Uh, oh, you sold me. Yeah, yeah. that's all you That's all you had to say was Eddie Izzard. Gosh dang it, I wish yeah. we'd have done it now. It, uh, it's a good one. And then uh, number does, two, does he uh, say, five. does he say cake or death? I don't remember. Oh, I don't okay. think so. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I have Hot Fuzz at number two. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then at number one, I have Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wait, I forgot about the, that one. Which one? The one with the, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I do have a, a, an honorable mention. If you haven't seen Waco on Netflix, Ooh, it is great. well worth the watch. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, no. I haven't seen that either. What? I just, I don't have, what? I don't have any of my Hot Fuzz clips in my archive. Oh, wow. no. I was going to play the whole greater, greater good? good. I don't have it. <laughs> oh, this is the worst news ever. All right, Sam. Okay. Uh, my number three is Fight Club. Okay. Nice. Right? I've got my Hot Fuzz at number two. And uh, a kid favorite of mine, because it was always on TV, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. That's a good one. I didn't think about that. That one. is good. But wait, yeah. aren't they technically a religion? <laughs> oh, wait, is, wait. Is, yeah. that, is that pretty much a cult? I but guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't right. want to get into semantics here, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think all religions start off as a cult and then sure. go on from there. Uh, well, I wasn't going to say it, but okay. <laughs> I guess it just depends on your uh, your level of the dues and membership. Yeah, right. not sure. not when my white Jesus came to America. <laughs> hey, the <laughs> gym, going to a gym is a freaking cult. Amen. <laughs> or, uh, even worse is a uh, CrossFit. That's a freaking cult. Yeah, CrossFit. That's a you're not yes. wrong there. So, Andrew, you making that joke? Just every time I hear something like that, I always think of from the movie A Knight's Tale. When Roland says, well, the Pope may be French, but Jesus was English. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I love that line so much. All right. Uh, Stephen, what you got? All right. Uh, number three. These are really in no particular order, but sure. uh, have you guys seen uh, Mandy with Nicolas Cage? Not yet, but no. it's on the list. Oh, yeah. There's a small cult in there, and it's a great movie. You should definitely watch it. And I'll, how about uh, Under the Silver Lake with uh, Spider-Man number two? I've never even heard of it. Yeah, that, it's, a great, it's a great movie. I would love to know what you guys... It's very divisive. If you go on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you either love it or hate it. Um, I, I can read the synop synopsis for you real quick if it pops up here. Um, it's like... Pff, come on, give me the synopsis. It's with Andrew Garfield... And it's by the same director of uh, It Follows. Did you guys see that? No. I've heard of it. You're, uh, you're talking see. to three dudes that only watch horror movies when the podcast makes them. Makes us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Under the Silver Lake is pretty, pretty out there. It's like Sam, his name is Sam. There you go. Sam's yeah. an aimless 33-year-old in Silver Lake, Los Angeles, interested in conspiracy theories and hidden messages in popular culture and is uninterested in paying his overdue rent. Uh, you don't need to know all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, just uh, check it out. It's, uh, it's a great movie. It's, um, it'll really make you think. And uh, let's see, number one, I mean, you guys already mentioned uh, Midsommar. Um, so I'll just go ahead and stick with Midsommar. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. I think you guys are going to like it when you finally watch it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm a little scared of it, but it's just because it's two and a half hours long. Yeah. Oh, wait, here's one. Just as an alternate, uh, have you guys seen The Sacrament? No. 
No. It's like uh, basically a found footage version of um, the uh, what's that cult that they drank all the Kool Aid and died. Oh. Heaven's Gate. Yes. Yeah, I think think that's yeah. That's basically it's a found footage version of that, and it's really good. And it's on Tubi for free right now, according to this website. So check it out. Cool. Um, I too have Hot Fuzz as my number one. Number two, I did the Babysitter. Okay. Just because. Have you seen the second one yet? I've not. I, I, wasn't that what we were? No, we didn't. We found out about the Babysitter after we'd already kind of published this list. We should do the the Babysitter too. Um, it's a Netflix original, right? So it'll be here yeah. next yeah. next Halloween if we want to watch it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then my number three was Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Was it a cult? Well, I mean, the, you have to think about the society of people that are trying mm-hmm. to kill the teenagers. They're kind of a cult because they're part of a religion that, or a, a group that believes that they have to kill these people so that the Titans don't kill the Earth. Okay. Two more that I thought about real quick, just off the top of my head. Uh, the Village. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Star Wars. Star Wars? Like the, Je- the, are you the Sith and the Jedi? Jedi a cult? Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. I don't know. They, well, actually, I have it on good authority. They have tax exempt status, so that makes them a religion. Yeah, at least which they, is, starts they, off as a cult. Well, <laughs> what about the Sith? Yeah, they're, they're kind of the same. Oh, well, you can't argue know. with that. No, you can't. All right. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Oh, sorry. I, I totally didn't. Radcliffe totally interrupted what you were saying, Sam. I'm sorry. Oh no, that was just an aside. That the Jawas seemed pretty close mm. uh, as well. Okay. So, yeah. All right. What, what, Wait, what's supposed to happen? Damn it, Dana Radcliffe, stop it. <laughs> Every time I think you're done talking, he, he, just, he I just... am. Oh, I am done talking. Okay, good. Talking. We're going to yeah. do this real quick because um, I'm tired and the show's going too long. Uh, out of 10, um, yes. uh, Stephen, you go first. I'm going to switch it up. Oh, man. Like, it started out, for me, so promising, but if you can't stick your landing, I'll give you a three and a half. Oh wow! Okay, uh, yeah. I honestly expected you to go a little higher because you seem to like this movie more than I think the creators did. Um, <laughs> I mean, IMDb has it a five point two, but there's only forty fifty nine hundred votes. So right. I mean, I could see like maybe if someone wasn't trying to pick it apart and just sort of went with it. Yeah. I mean, but even that ending is so bad. If you don't, if you don't let the guy get his revenge, then the whole movie was for nothing. Yeah. Like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm it's... sticking with my three and a half. All right, good, Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna take one down from that and say a two point five. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to go down from there and give it a two point two five. That's a. <laughs> That's not even a real this number. Is... This is a stinker. <laughs> Another number. Um, I'm trying to think of something clever here. Let's see. Uh, the Jeep was a 4.0 cylinder liter, uh, but I liked it um, half as much as that, so I give it a two. There. Yeah, so it just went downhill. Nice. Yeah, it just. <laughs> it literally, well, and the movie itself went downhill fast. Just so, so yeah, down. for sure. It sucked. 
just did. All right, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done with this movie. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm done with life. I'm done with it all. Next week we're doing Midsommar. I have no idea what this what we're getting into. I just know that there's I'm a listen to that episode. I can't wait. I just know that there's a oh my god, there's a director's cut version of this. We have to make sure we write we watch the right one because apparently there's two different versions of this. Mm. Which, which is the one on uh, Netflix? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out later. It, I'm not going to. International that cut has more male nudity. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just making it up. I was like, well, that's the one that Sam wants to watch. Ah, I beat you. I beat you to the joke. Uh, I don't know. We'll Midsummer find out. Dong edition. It's not on Netflix. It's I guess it's on Amazon. So anyway, Amazon. Yeah. Not going to worry about it. But I'll just we'll have to make sure we watch the right one. I guess. Because uh, when I when I pulled it up on IMDb, there were two different ones that came up. So I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah. So that's happening next week. Stephen, thanks so much for being on this week. It was a lot of fun. One last Thank time, you. please yeah. hit us up with your website. Uh, RayCan'tSleep.com or just wherever you get podcasts, put in Ray Can't Sleep and you'll find it. Thank you very much for that. Uh, speaking of websites, our website is... Nowhere to be found. Is, yeah, it, is, it is actually very gone. But if you go to CheapSeatReviews.Libsyn.com, there, there you can find all of our old episodes. If you want to go back and listen to episode one, or episode 11. I don't know what 11 is, but I remember <laughs> one. Uh, that's that's the only way to do it, is to go back and do it that way. Cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. Uh, Cheapseatreviews at, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Cheapseatreviews at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, if you have any movies you want us to do, like for December, I think they're making, uh, didn't we do, we did that Santa Claus movie with Kurt Russell. They've made a second one. So, oh, well. I kind of feel like oh. we, we have to do that, I think. Do you guys know about Fat Man starring Mel Gibson? I've heard about that. No. Yeah. R-rated action movie about a guy trying to kill Santa Claus played by Mel Gibson. Nice. Okay, yeah. that sounds weird. Um, yeah. But over, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, it's, so the Midsommar that we're watching, the 2019, if you just type that into Amazon Prime, it's going to be the one that you get. So 2019 is the one that you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what else? Uh, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews at Cheap Seat Cast is Twitter. And that's kind of it. Oh, I have we have another show. Sam and I have another podcast that we're doing. It's a lot of fun. <gasps> uh, yeah, we have a second show. Our first episode is out. Our second episode will be coming out later this week. It is called Them's Fighting Nerds. That's right. Them's Fighting Nerds. Uh, and I'm going to have some other people on. It's going to be a lot of fun. But on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean. St and Steven, sorry. And Steven, this is Sean thing saying thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Hey, guys. What's the name of your cult? Uh, we summon the, the darkness. Yeah, I know that's what you do, but what's the name of your cult? <laughs> we, we summon the darkness. No, I get it, but it's the name of it. Is this?